genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 89, which starts with Bilbo finishing his line from yesterday, see the lonely mountain again, and ends with Sam saying, no harm in being prepared as he's packing some things up. Mm. So the thing that I want to point out immediately about this minute is when we see Sam at the end. Yeah. That this was, uh, this is pickups, so this was done after filming. And Sean Astin lost, like, almost all of that weight he gained to play Sam. <laughs> so you'll notice he has his hands in his pockets. Yeah. So he's, like, kind of holding the pants up, and he looks considerably thinner here than he has previously in parts of the movie. That's funny. So <laughs> he lost all the weight, and then he had to come back. Well, that's kind of like at the end of uh, the the after credit scene of the Avengers, where oh, Chris Evans has a beard. Yeah, so he's like hiding his face. Yeah, <laughs> which just makes him look grumpy and sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's so. Pickup shots are so funny to me because like all the actors are in such different like states, you yeah. know. So, so uh, apparently with Sean Astin. It- Anytime you see him looking not quite so round, it's it's pickup shot. That makes sense. Because, you know, the first thing he did was lose the 30 pounds he had to gain. That's dedication, dude. (laughs) No kidding. So, um, uh, also during this part of the commentary, the the design commentary, the sound guys mentioned that Rivendell was somewhat frustrating to them because every time they were given new footage to do sound editing for... There were more waterfalls in the background, so they had to add more water noise. But not so that it was overwhelming, right? like ambient waterfall noise. So, like, every time they were given a shot from Rivendell, it was just like, there's more water. (laughs) We need to add more water sounds. That's really funny. So they got frustrated with it occasionally, apparently. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I know we talked about it, the set already, but, oh, man. The more of the set that we see, the like, the more I appreciate it. Yes. Just the way the, I just like the the look of the columns. How there's like the scrolls on the top, but it's all very natural. Yeah, it's uh, it's not like too round or like right. too frilly. Or too straight. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks natural. It looks grown. Which is exactly what they're going for. So pretty. And everything also has like little chips in it or like little marks in the grain. Everything looks a little worn because they're also trying to communicate visually without coming out and telling us that like, you know, the time of elves is ending visually. Right. So it's not, it's not really like in a state of decay. I think it helps that. But it does look old. The... We didn't talk about it last week. There's that shot, or not last week, yesterday. There's that shot of um, Frodo and Sam walking and there's leaves fluttering. Yeah. And I think it helps that it is supposed to be in the height of fall to communicate that sense of, because elves are in 
like the fall, like not the yeah. fall. Like They're the, in the autumn of their time in right, Middle Earth. Autumn, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say twilight. Rivendell but, is a, is constantly autumnal. Yeah, and I think that's why I find Rivendell so much more cozy than Lothlorien. Yeah, because Lothlorien has this very. I mean, we'll talk about it at length coming up in a few months. Yeah. But comparatively, Rivendell is, it has that really warm autumn glow yeah. to it. Whereas Lothlorien has like a cool winter glow. Right. And it's, you know, the middle of winter. And yes, Lothlorien is in the middle of this forest with golden leaved trees, but the the color palette too. Right. Like Rivendell's oranges and pinks and right and because rivendell is in like an open valley and lothlorien is underneath a thick canopy right. sun doesn't come down in right uh the other thing is and i never would have really picked up on this if the commentary hadn't pointed it out because this isn't the sort of thing i look for because i'm all because you know i'm not a technical person <laughs> but uh as i mentioned earlier this week the the visual uh similarity between lothlorien and rivendell they are designed somewhat similarly, but the thing that's supposed to be like the visual cue, the thing that you see to let you know that this is something elven, and we see it with the elves walking around in the forest much earlier in the movie, mm -hmm. and with Arwen when she first shows up on the horse before she comes down, is the visual cue we're given that this is an elf thing is the somewhat blurry, diffused light, regardless of color. It's supposed to be like the, the soft-edged the oh, soft light yeah. is supposed to be elven. This is Elvin. You're looking at elf stuff. Yeah. Elf and, stuff. <laughs> and that's not something I would have like really consciously picked up on. Well, I don't think it's intended to be conscious. It's supposed to be like not, and it's also not supposed to be like subliminal, but yeah. it's just, you know. And for. Uh, the brain is, it catches things more right. than what you are aware of. Right. So for Rivendell, that soft diffused light is like yellows and oranges. And mm -hmm. for Othlorian, it's blues and greens. Right. But it's the same effect being applied to the light. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think I would have... Because everything... It's not so much hazy yeah. as it is... Lothlorien is much hazier. Especially yeah. when you first see it. Right. But that probably has to do with it being blues and it's darker. But yeah, that's something I never would have consciously picked up on. Yeah. It's got like that um, that airbrush qual yeah. like quality to it. it. Like ethereal. Yeah. Otherworldly. Which is exactly what you need for the elves to be. Right. Everything's not crystal clear. It's kind of smoggy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like downtown Los Angeles on a sunny day. <laughs> Just, what's that? Yeah. What do my elf eyes see? Ah, pollution. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a haze in the air. It's about a wisp of cloud. And... Something that uh, that uh, Richard Taylor, our good friend Richard Taylor, mentions mm -hmm. in the commentaries, you'll notice that in Rivendell, no elves, elves have no windows or doors. Yeah, they have nothing to keep the elements out, and yet there are candles and curtains, well, I and mean, papers, and none of them are fluttering or flickering. The the valley itself, like Rivendell itself, because it is in a valley between these two, like when. Right. When you read the description of Rivendell, because you get a better description of Rivendell in The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, but 
it's almost like there are there's like the real world where you have the the mountainous cliffside paths and the mountains and you know trolls and stuff right and then there's like almost a fissure or a crack in the earth and in that that valley yeah is rivendell so it's like almost separate yeah and i don't maybe that's just my brain thinking of weird things but they i think they do a good job portraying that rivendell is in a valley but when it doesn't look that hidden really yeah it's almost supposed to be like this like like a land cove you know right because like um in in the hobbit movie that that first hobbit movie that we rag on a lot right one of the things that they kind of go out of their way to show you is that rivendell really is hidden to get there they take like a, a hidden path to get to rivendell right don't they like they like go in a tunnel down. underground oh do they i thought they like scale like a cliff side they also do that but they they, they go in a tunnel to get to where they're going am i then... just like mixing the bakshi animated movie with because i Maybe. feel like I haven't, well, I haven't seen that hobbit movie since i saw it in theaters in 3d so the hobbit movie or the animated the movie? first hobbit movie oh i was gonna say and uh, i haven't seen the hobbit the animated one in i don't know a long time yeah no i i might be like subliminally mixing the two but yeah because there's like that chase scene with uh in in the the live action movie there's the chase scene with the orcs chasing radagast and the rabbits yeah and the company is like ducking between the stones and then they go into a tunnel right and then like the next time that we see them is them like going to rivendell Uh, see what i picture i think is um and i know you've never been to um the grand canyon but sadly I'm, i'm picturing like you have the steep sides of this these mountains and there's a river valley and in the gorge is where Rivendell sits right. like tucked away so it's literally thousands of feet below where the and it's not sloping gentle mountains right. it's like I mean this isn't either really I mean it kind of is there's that shot of the valley that you see, and you see the mountains and everything in the background. And I don't know if I'd call those gentle sloping mountains. Well, it, they're not like... It's not sheer cliff. Right. Yeah. I'm picturing like a sheer cliff and then tucked away in this um, gorge. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I've never really... I think I've always pictured Rivendell a little more like this. Maybe I'm just like being obtuse again. I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I think I've always pictured uh, Rivendell a little more like this, in part because it's supposed to be between two rivers that meet. Hmm. See, yeah, rivers, like if the rivers are Because the waterfalls come down off the mountains and then head for each other. And in that triangle between where the mountains are and where the rivers meet with the rivers on either side, yeah. that's where Rivendell is. I think the same thing could happen in a like a gorge. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not a geography person. Like Horseshoe Bend almost. But if like the bend wasn't um, like really high up in the air, it was Rivendell instead. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What? What's Horseshoe Bend? Oh, it's like a national monument. I, I haven't been there. I know. I've, I haven't been there either, but it's really fa- uh, If I showed you a picture of it, you would know what I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of those things. I just don't know the name. But yeah. I see a picture. <laughs> that happens a lot. Because I'm really bad at remembering the names of things. Yeah. 
uh, unless it's something I've like obsessed over in the past. That's fair. So I think that's about it for this minute. I do think that it is really funny that Richard Taylor goes out of his way to talk about how they don't have windows, but their candles and papers and curtains don't move despite there being waterfalls behind them. Also, you wouldn't really get much. It depends on the the wind currents. Well, if so, Rivendell is on the eastern side of some mountains. Okay. Or some hills, at least. And whether, at least in our world. No, it's on the western side. Sorry, it's on the western also, side. Like, so weather in our world travels from west to east. Flat Earth, flat Earth physics. How does weather work? Right. Whatever. There's no weather. I mean, there is because it rains. There well, are lightning storms. I mean, it's wizard weather. Wizard weather. I mean, yeah, Saruman can tell it what to do. Right. Maybe that's why it's so effective because it's flat. I mean, and if Saruman can tell the weather what to do, then Elrond can just like whisper to his ring and be like, "Hey, I want it to be sunny today." Yeah. Oh my god, the, the ring is just like a mini thermostat, and he just, just sets like turns it. it up. <laughs> it's a little just... chilly today. <laughs> I don't want to bring out my autumn cloak yet. <laughs> 75. Summer, summer can hang around for a few more days. <laughs> that would be so useful. I mean, clouds are water, right? Yeah. It's water vapor. Yeah. You can control water within the realm of Rivendell, so... It's useful. That is useful. No clouds. No. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know if I have anything else. No, I think that's it. I think uh, I think that's it for this minute. So you can find us on Facebook where we have a listener group. You should also look us up on iTunes and leave us a five-star review if you think what we're doing is pretty awesome. Yes, please. And I think what we're doing is pretty awesome. So hopefully other people do too. <laughs> uh, as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. I hope everyone has a great Thursday, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.